This is Dennis Dunaway of the original Alice Cooper group, listening to Rock Strikes 10. Hey, this is Dick Wagner, and you're listening to Rock Strikes 10. Hey, this is Ryan Roxy from the Alice Cooper Band, and you are listening to Rock Strikes 10, whether it's Saturday night or any night of the week. What's up, everybody? It's Glenn Sobel from the Alice Cooper Band, and you are listening and rocking out to Rock Strikes 10. Check it out. Hi, this is Nita Strauss from the Alice Cooper Band, and you're listening to Rock Strikes 10. Turn it up. Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes 10! Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com where you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. All right, it is now time for, by far, and this is saying something, the nerdiest show I've ever done. I'm calling it before the episode even starts, really. This is about as nerdy as I get. Now, I want to thank everybody and even some of the new listeners that I have from the last episode, Family Tree of Alice Cooper Part 1. This is part two of the Family Tree of Alice Cooper. So if that wasn't geeky enough, this is how we're doing volume two. Now, volume one was very simple. One degree of separation, basically. Not even that, you know, like one person, one reference to the personnel history of Alice Cooper. Now, this one, I'm basically just going to start off, play you a song. And you can enjoy this episode in one of two ways. If you're just a fan of music, you're going to be fine. Just sit back, relax. And when I yap, you can just tune out. The other way you can do it is if you're a massive Alice Cooper fan like I am, try to figure out why I'm playing this song. So I'm not going to really say anything up front other than artist, title of song, play it, and then we'll come back and I will tell you why this is relevant to Alice Cooper. Additionally, these songs will have at least two personnel references. So there is... A minimum of two people that resonates with the artist I'm going to play that calls back to Alice Cooper. Whether they were in Alice Cooper's band as an official member, touring member, whether they played on a record or not, appeared, any of those things. It all counts. It's all good. So I'm going to kick things off. We're going to make it a little easy here when we kick things off. Just to get you a little warmed up here. This is the warm up. It barely counts. So... Keep in mind also maybe even the specific album I'm going to play by these artists, unless otherwise noted. Kicking off this volume here is a song from an album from 2006 by Mr. Rob Zombie, The Educated Horses Record. This is Foxy Foxy. For rally. 
kicking off the Family Tree of Alice Cooper Volume 2 episode. That was Rob Zombie with Foxy Foxy off of 2006's Educated Horses record. Not a bad little record. Not his best, but not bad either. And I played something off of that album specifically for a few different reasons. Obviously, Rob Zombie. There you go. The history of Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper uh, goes back a little over 20 years. Rob and Alice did a duet together on the X-Files soundtrack, Hands of Death, Burn, Baby, Burn. I think they even either got nominated or won a Grammy for that. Rob turned around and appeared later on in the Welcome To, the number two, Welcome To My Nightmare album sequel, where he's uh, in there as the carnival barker on the song The Congregation. Also, Rob Zombie appeared on stage with Alice during the Fistful of Alice live record at Cabo San Lucas, where he duetted with him on Feed My Frankenstein and joined him at the end for Elected. So, of course, a lot of callbacks to Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper. That's an easy one. That's simple. Everybody knows that, right? Well, Educated Horses 2006. Well, there's actually two different musicians that have appeared with Alice over the years. Tommy Clufetos was a touring drummer of Alice's, and he played on that Rob Zombie record before he took off for Ozzy's band, and now he plays currently in Black Sabbath. Also, of course, longtime Rob Zombie lead guitarist John Five, formerly of a lot of other bands, also does his own solo thing as well. Guests on the Welcome to My Nightmare album as well. I know he definitely plays on Disco Bloodbath Boogie Fever, and that might be it. Maybe he's on another song, I don't know. But So there you go, three different Rob Zombie band members that call back to Alice Cooper. Are we having fun yet? Yes, that was the easy one. And we got three people out of that one. Now, I'm not going to tell you how many call back to this one, but let's see how good you are now. And of course, this is no fun if you just Google it. I mean, by the time the song's over, I'm going to tell you what it is. So by the time you can even figure out what it is, if you don't know it, you're sunk. So, you know, just don't, don't cheat yourself. If you know it, you know it. That being said, there's only maybe a couple of instances on this show where I honestly did the double check on the internet. This is how my brain works. It's been into music my whole life. Help me. All right, next song from 1985, an album called Disturbing the Peace. This is Alcatraz and the song Mercy. Check it out.
All right, there you go. The supremely and massively underrated Alcatraz there, led by one of rock's greatest singers of all time, Mr. Graham Bonnet. There are no Graham Bonnet ties into Alice that I know of. I'm sure maybe they have at least maybe played a few shows together over the years. Who knows? I have no idea if they've ever crossed paths, but Graham Bonnet is not the key to this game show here. But I hope you enjoyed that song regardless. The ones that do tie in from that specific track, from that specific album by Alcatraz, is the 1985 album Disturbing the Peace. That particular lineup of Alcatraz features a very young Steve Vai on lead guitar, who would appear on the song Feed My Frankenstein on the Hey Stupid record from 1991 from Alice Cooper, where he trades solos off with his teacher and mentor, Joe Satriani, who may come into play later on in this episode. But even that, of course, you know, a Steve Vai cameo, is, is that really enough to, to make it and garner for an entry on this Family Tree episode? Hell no. No, not so much with appearances, although appearances are a nice little piece of icing to the cake. But the drummer on that particular record was a guy named Jan Uvana. If I'm pronouncing that right, I'm not sure. Don't kill me. Uh, this is this guy who actually co-produced wrote songs, and played all the drums on Alice Cooper's Zipper Catches Skin record. There you go. Nice two tie-ins there in one song to Alice Cooper. Yes. All right. And, uh, you know, the top part of this show, the first half, is definitely going to be pretty melodic, hard rock slash shredder friendly here and there. So, you know, you can't please everybody all the time. But we're going to come back in at the end with some stuff that if you don't like melodic hard rock, then you'll like this stuff. So just stay tuned and play along with me here. It's going to be guaranteed fun, I promise. So that being said, we're going to play something by a band. I don't know if I've ever played them on Rock Strikes 10. I have nothing against them. I'm not the biggest fan in the world, but I like them all right. Got me a best of. So here you go. Here is Winger with Rainbow and the Rose.
from the 1990 record Winger 2 in the Heart of the Young and in my house from the very best of Winger. That was Winger, Rainbow and the Rose. And if you know just a little bit about the history of hard rock, especially 80s hard rock, you know the tie-in that is going on here with Alice Cooper and Winger. Of course, Kip Winger was in Alice Cooper's band, I believe from about 1985 through about 87, 88, whenever Kip left to form Winger on his own. And Alice even said that he knew that when Kip joined the band that he was a big talent, that eventually he would go out on his own and do his own thing. And I'm assuming that Kip met Paul Horowitz, the later to be named Paul Taylor, that was the keyboardist in Alice Cooper's band at the time, who would be the original keyboardist for Winger later on. And if that wasn't enough, the lead guitarist of Winger, Reb Beach, who did not meet Kip Winger and Paul Taylor in Alice Cooper's group, from what I understand, actually wound up playing later on as a lead guitar player for Alice Cooper during the mid-90s through late-90s tours. So I saw Reb Beach quite a lot as Alice Cooper's guitar player live. So there you go. Three out of four members of the original lineup for Winger have all played for Alice Cooper. And just to give you an extra perspective on things, I'm going to play an act later on in the show that also ties in as much, if not more so, to Alice that is more of a critical darling. So just going to try to focus on the wide range of talent and influence and history that, of course, my favorite artist of all time, Alice Cooper, conveys in the history of his family tree. All right, moving on here. And if you didn't like that one, you're not going to like these next three songs. <laughs> so the next track is uh, actually the next two tracks are going to be guitar instrumentals. So uh, would you like me to play them back to back? Tell you what, I'm going to do that. So we're going to start off with a song by Vinnie Moore, which will be called Check It Out. And then followed by a live version of Ice Nine by Joe Satriani. Here is your guitar break in the show. I'll see you back in about 10 minutes. All right.
very pleased to have with me on the bass guitar, Mr. Stu Ham. And on the drums, Mr. Jonathan Mover. Thank you very much for coming. My name's Joe.
right, there you go. There was a double shot guaranteed to have the hipsters running, screaming from the room if they scream at all. That was Vinnie Moore with Check It Out from the album Meltdown and Joe Satriani with Ice Nine from the Dreaming Number 11 EP. Hope you enjoyed that out there. And now let's get to the fun of it. What do those things have to do with Alice Cooper? Well, uh, pretty much all the same era for the most part, obviously. A little bit of that. Vinnie Moore appeared on the Hey Stupid record, played on two songs, actually Hurricane Years and Dirty Dreams. Did the tour with Alice, too, later on, I believe. And also, uh, the guy that played that real tasty bass solo in the middle of that song was a guy named Greg Smith, who was a touring bass player for Alice Cooper as well. So there you go. Two pieces of personnel there in the Alice Cooper history, just on that one song. And the same goes for that Joe Satriani track, Almost a similar journey, like Parallel. Joe Satriani appeared on a handful of songs on the Hey Stupid record and even did some appearances on the Hey Stupid tour. He wasn't a touring guitarist like Vinny was, but he did appear on stage with Alice as well during that time. Of course, you know, there's different outreaches to Joe's family tree that also tie into Alice's. But in addition to that, the drummer that he introduced there at the top of the song was a guy named Jonathan Mover, who has also played shows with Alice Cooper. And even if you just dig even further into Jonathan Mover's website, which I did, he owns a, and works at a studio that helped out a lot with the Hollywood Vampires record. So that one I really had to dig for. But I think it counts as two different pieces of personnel history to Alice on both songs. All right. That was as far as I'm going to reach there. The other ones will be very direct and a little more obvious. Just uh, just to bring y'all back here. Definitely not going to bring the hipsters back with this track. The last of the melodic hard rock block that we're playing here in the Family Tree of Alice Cooper Volume 2 is by this band. There is more than meets the eye to tie-ins to Alice Cooper with this band. I'm not going to play the track that represents everybody I want to include in those factoids, but trust me, I'm doing you a favor by doing that. So here is Bon Jovi with I'd Die For You. Yeah. 
Bon Jovi there with a deep cut from their breakthrough, breakout, massively successful 1986 effort, Slippery When Wet. That was I Die For You. So, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi and Alice Cooper. There is a lot to do with the personnel history of Bon Jovi and Alice Cooper. So here you go. There are four different current members of Bon Jovi tied into Alice Cooper. We'll start with the obvious at the top there. Of course, John Bon Jovi, who did a duet with Alice on the Trash record. Also co-wrote some songs on the album as well. I believe he co-wrote Hell is Living Without You, which also has an appearance on that track by Richie Sambora. There's Richie's appearance there for Bon Jovi and Alice. I don't know if he played on it, but I know he definitely at least sang on the track, I believe. So I remember hearing some interviews with John and Richie over the years talking about how them looking at each other at one point while they're working in the studio with Alice, like, can't believe this is going on. We worshiped this guy when we were kids. What's going on? So pretty cool stuff. And in addition, on that trash record and the Hey Stupid record features bass playing by a gentleman named Hugh McDonald, who is a longtime bass player and touring bass player for Bon Jovi. And uh, apparently there's some rumors going around that even he played on albums way before he was ever a touring member of the band. So Hugh McDonald's always been like a very successful studio musician prior to his time in Bon Jovi and currently resides in Bon Jovi to this day. Richie Sambora does not. However, his replacement in the band, a guy named Phil X, played guitar on Brutal Planet by Alice Cooper. So there you go. Four Bon Jovi tie-ins to Alice Cooper. If I was going to play a song with all four of those guys on there, I would have had to play something from the This House Is Not For Sale record. So that's where you can thank me for hitting some old school Bon Jovi. Going to play something now by pop geniuses Flo and Eddie. And this is their re-recording of Eleanor from 1976. I'll see you soon. You've got a thing about you I just can't live without you I really want you, Eleanor, near me Your looks intoxicate me Even though your folks hate me There's no one like you, Eleanor, really
great iconic pop duo there, Flo and Eddie, formerly of the Turtles, also worked with Zappa, also worked with T-Rex, and of course worked for Alice Cooper, which is why I'm playing them on this episode. That was Eleanor, re-recording of a Turtles hit. And why did I play the re-recording when, uh, Joey, you're not a big fan of re-recordings? Well, I did that because actually that's not a bad version at all. I think it's a very good version, Uh, but I will get to that reason here in just one second. Flo and Eddie's history with Alice is pretty lengthy as well. I believe Chris's parents actually told me stories about going to see Alice back in the 70s, whether it was on the Billion Dollar Babies tour or the Welcome to My Nightmare tour. I know they at least opened one of those tours because they mentioned how unwell they went over with that crowd. But they were fans, so there is that. In addition to opening shows for Alice, because that's not enough to get you on this show, they have multiple background vocal credits on Alice records such as Flush the Fashion, From the Inside, Zipper Catches Skin, the Nightmare 2 record. They even sing background on the I Got a Line on You cover from Iron Eagle. All those things. So, getting to the reason why I played that particular version of Eleanor, that was from an album there from 1976 called Moving Targets, which may be actually their nicknames on the Alice tour. But on that particular album, the gentleman that played the bass on there is a guy named Eric Scott, who played bass on Zipper Catches Skin for Alice Cooper. All right. Next one here is another gentleman I don't play on the show very often, about as much as I play winger. So I'm all inclusive, right? Here is a live version of White Light, White Heat by Lou Reed. Especially for the guitars, you're going to want to turn this one up. Check it out. Oh, I 
from the Rock and Roll Animal release. I actually like a lot of those versions better than the originals. That was Lou Reed with White Light, White Heat, a favorite of David Bowie's as well. Of course it was. So playing that particular version, because there are four different Alice tie-ins there. Of course, the late, great Dick Wagner appeared on that record, did that tour with Lou Reed, in addition to his guitar partner in crime, Steve Hunter, who they had a very successful run together. So Dick and Steve were the touring guitar players and also performed on the album, Welcome to My Nightmare, did the album and tour, along with the guys that were also on that Lou Reed track, Whitey Glenn and Prakash John with the rhythm section for that tour. And those guys, Prakash and Whitey, also made appearances on Alice albums such as Lace and Whiskey, the Alice Cooper Show live album, and Dada. So four huge, massive Alice Cooper tie-ins to Lou Reed right there. So yes, it, it just makes me feel good that there is uh, as many tie-ins to Alice Cooper with Lou Reed as there are to Bon Jovi. I love the all-inclusiveness of this. What do you think out there? We're going to play two more songs and get out of here. Uh, the second to last song we're going to play here tonight is the very first track on the very first album by Slash's Snake Pit, a new band effort from Slash post-GNR. This is Neither Can I.
right, Slash the Snake Pit there with Neither Can I, the first song on the album. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. I believe that came out in like 94 or 95, somewhere around there. I was just starting high school when that album came out. So that's how I remember it. And boy, oh boy, Slash and Alice. Now that starts a whole extended octopus family tree because just the history of Guns N' Roses and Alice Cooper I believe it starts in order of Guns N' Roses tours with Alice before they break. Alice always makes jokes about having to bail these guys out of jail constantly, but knew that there was something great there when they started. Led to Alice doing a re-recording of his classic Under My Wheels on the Decline of Western Civilization Part 2 soundtrack that featured Axel, Izzy, Slash, and Duff. I believe we're all on that track. I don't even know who plays drums on that, but it wasn't Adler. So there's that over to the Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion 1 album, which features a, a vocal by Alice Cooper on the song The Garden. Let's let's see. Let's keep going here. Uh, Slash, uh, I, I remember during the Illusion tour, he used to cover uh, the intro of Only Women Bleed during his guitar solo when he was doing that and the Godfather suite during his solo piece. Slash also played the guitar solo on Hey Stupid, the title track Hey Stupid. Uh, Slash also played lead guitar on Lost in America on the live Fistful of Alice record. It sounds like I'm reading off a sheet. I'm actually just going through my brain Rolodex. And, and trust me, I say this with my hand on my heart that that is what's going on. I just don't want to miss anything, which is why I sound very listy right now. Okay. I think that's it for Slash. I'm sorry. Oh, Slash was on Vengeance is Mine from Along Came a Spider, my least favorite Alice Cooper record, which is why I almost always forget it. I know Slash has that pass where if he's in town, he wants to come on stage. He's always free to come on. There's a short list of guitar players that Alice has for that, the golden ticket, if you will. Okay. Is that everybody in Guns N' Roses and Alice? I believe there's got to be more. So if I'm forgetting, let me know. So, okay, tie into Slash. Where does that go? Why did I play Slash a Snake Pit? I could have played anything, right? Well, on that particular record, the lead singer of the entire Slash a Snake Pit's 5 O'Clock Summer record was Eric Dover, who came in on at the end of Jellyfish, toured with them for a little bit, went on to Snake Pit as the would-be Axel replacement, which it didn't work out, but I love Eric Dover as a singer. He's in a great band called Imperial Drag. And later on, years later... After the Imperial Drag one and done, he wound up in Alice Cooper's band as a studio member and touring member for the Eyes of Alice Cooper record. Co-wrote a lot of songs on there, has a lot of background vocals on there. I think he might have been involved in a little bit of Dirty Diamonds as well, if I'm not mistaken, just going by my brain here. But there's Eric Dover's tie into Alice. And also on that Snake Pit record, you heard that harmonica at the beginning of the song. I think all the harmonica and most of the piano appearances on that record were played by Teddy Zigzag Andradius, who was a touring member of Alice's, I believe from about 2000 through 2004. So one of the few times that Axel ever had an onstage keyboardist. Usually they're just off to the side if there are any. So from that one record, we had three great tie-ins to Alice Cooper. We're going to move on here and get to the very last song of the evening, much like the Rob Zombie one, if you're any kind of Alice fan, this should be easy enough, but the specific track will help you out to get just a little bit deeper. Closing off the Family Tree of Alice Cooper Volume 2, this is Megadeth 
with Dread and the Fugitive Mind. Let me introduce myself. I'm a social disease. I've come for your wealth. Leave you on your knees. No time for feeling sorry. I got here on my own. I won't ask for mercy. I choose to walk alone.
Dread and the Fugitive Mind from Megadeth. Before I get to Megadeth, I want to make a little add-in correction because I didn't want to punch it in because punch-ins are a pain in the ass, especially on an editing front. But there is a fourth reference to Alice from the Slash's Snake Pit history. The second lineup of Snake Pit, the one that put out the Ain't Life Grand record, also featured a gentleman by the name of Ryan Roxy, who is Alice's longtime and current guitar player. Okay, so Megadeth, Dread in the Fugitive Mind. That was from their 2000 record called The World Needs a Hero. And that specific lineup is very Alice-centric. Of course, in addition to Dave Mustaine's personal history with Alice Cooper, I believe Megadeth actually did do some touring with Alice in the late 80s. But I know Dave covered Schools Out on that Bob Kulick Welcome to My Nightmare tribute record. And a few other things. Obviously, Mustaine's a big Alice fan anyway. But on that particular lineup of Megadeth, and there were a lot of lineups of Megadeth to this day, but that specific one featured Al Petrelli on lead guitar and Jimmy DeGrasso on drums. Both guys have had different stints in Alice Cooper in different periods of time. Al Petrelli was a touring guitar player for Alice during the Trash Tour, and Jimmy DeGrasso actually had two different stints as a touring drummer for Alice in the 90s and in the 2000s. All right. A real easy one to close out this one, but I, I hit you over the head a lot over the course of this episode, trying to get you to rack your rock musicology brain. So I hope you had fun. Like I said, even if you're not the biggest Alice geek in the world, I hope you at least enjoyed the tunes. And that's really, at the end of the day, what it's all about on Rock Strikes 10. Just gives me an excuse to play certain songs. So if you're new to the show, I hope you stick around and enjoy it. For additional episodes, go to cnjradio.com where you can get every episode of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that aren't on iTunes anymore. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out the Synaptic Podcast, the one I produce, but featuring Randy Brown, who is a true alternative and does a great show in his own right. And stay on the website for additional blogs from my brother Chris with Wrestling House Show and Last Theater on the left. Follow all that stuff on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Links galore on cnjradio.com. Last but not least, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro song. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband. Purchase their latest album, Gone, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. All right, I believe that's enough of the plugs. The tentative part three for this extended, belated Alice Cooper birthday spectacular will commence at some point. It's still in the works, but I will keep you guys updated, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll make it happen. And I just want to thank you for tuning into the show today. So we'll see you on the next one, whatever it may be. Have fun.